Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome into the beautiful Corporate Research Center here in Blacksburg, Virginia. We hope you're enjoying your Wednesday. This is TSL Today coming up next. Hi, everybody. Welcome in here on TSL today. It is a Wednesday here in Blacksburg, Virginia. I'm Giovanni Heater, joined alongside Carter Hill with you. We record on November 16th. Well, we're going to go ahead and go over our news and updates. And then in our second segment, we are going to break down the Charleston Classic that Virginia Tech basketball uh, will be playing in starting tomorrow. Tip-off against ODU is 2 p.m. on Thursday. But first, Carter, let's go through our news and updates. And one of our biggest pieces of news today, obviously very very, very unfortunate, uh, but it really is incredible how the Virginia Tech Hokie community uh, has responded to the UVA shooting and, and really um, wrapped their arms around that community as well. Well, just a terrible situation, what took place in Charlottesville, right? I mean, you can't prepare yourself for something like that. Unfortunately, us here in Blacksburg and Nick and I were too young, but everybody, unfortunately, is too familiar with that feeling of a tragedy taking place on your campus. And for this to happen to three student-athletes and four student-athletes and five student-athletes, two were recovering in the hospital. One is still fighting for his life but is expected to recover. It just is a very unfortunate situation, and it's so tough to see as a college student myself and all of us are college kids in here to see that happen not only to student-athletes but to 20 and 20 one-year-olds it just really puts in perspective how precious life is but it's been really refreshing to see how not only Virginia Tech but the entire country has like you said wrapped their arms around the UVA community I mean we saw the women's basketball game on Monday Kenny Brooks quickly met with his video team and the managers and the equipment guys as well and put together a t-shirt that said hashtag Hokies for who's with the three numbers of the three fallen student athletes and wore them in warm-ups and on the bench for the victory over USC Upstate on Monday. So just a lot, a lot of good vibes here in Blacksburg around such a terrible situation. No doubt about it. Uh, the the jer- or the t-shirt, like you mentioned, uh, had the numbers 1, 15, and 41. Devin Chandler uh, wore number 15. Deshaun Perry wore number 41. And Lavelle Davis Jr. wore number one. Mike Collins uh, is is uh, officially out of his second surgery in the ICU. Off the uh, ventilator as well, yes. which is very good news. And he is uh, and he is recovering. All that, by the way, uh, was gathered by liable uh, news right, sources. Right. No, we're not going to talk about anything that yep. hasn't been confirmed on Correct, there, correct. So. Okay, so uh, they had the shirts, and, and it's incredible that they put those together uh, in less than 24 yes, hours yeah. after the tragedy uh, ended up taking place. Brett Pry also put out a very heartfelt statement yesterday uh, in his Monday uh, presser. Carter kind of your thoughts on some of the things he had to say about Tony Elliott, that football program, uh, and how much it's affecting everyone here in Blacksburg. Yeah, had a prepared statement that lasted about a minute and a half in length and was really, really touching. He talked about, he texted Tony Elliott, the UVA head coach, of course, yesterday and told him that he loved him. And the biggest quote for me that stood out was, quote, and and I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but it was something of the effect of UVA was here for us and us being Virginia Tech in 2007. And now we're here for them. And so he talked about thinking about if this had happened to his own team, 
uh, David Teal of the Richmond Times-Dispatch brought up that when he was coaching at Memphis, Brent Pry in 2008, they had a player who unfortunately was murdered. And Brent Pry had dealt with something like this before, but three student-athletes at once with one recovered in the hospital with an on-campus incident is a little bit different. And so he just talked about how much that brought back memories from that year, which obviously is so devastating to have to deal with that. They actually played a game two days later. They beat Marshall in Memphis. So that was something to note for sure. But Coach Pry really, I think, did a good job of describing how much that this was felt in Merriman and inside the Virginia Tech football program, even though it took place just down the road in Charlottesville. And he certainly came prepared with a, a heartfelt statement. I know you're going to bring this up to Kenny Brooks. This is a shorter one, so going to go ahead and read this one off. He tweeted out a prepared statement before the USC Upstate game that said, quote, our hearts go out to the University of Virginia and the city of Charlottesville. Today we come together as one community. We must show love, compassion, and unity. The Virginia Tech women's basketball program sends its unwavering love and support and are praying for all those who are affected by the senseless acts that occurred last night. Of course, this being, this was tweeted out Monday afternoon, hashtag Hokies for Who's, which is taking, you know, uh, it, it's been a pretty widely used term within the Virginia Tech fan base over the past 24 to 48 hours. No doubt about it. Uh, Virginia Tech, speaking of Merriman, like you mentioned, uh, they have officially just raised a Hokies for Who's banner hanging outside of Merriman. Uh, for those that don't know, that is a location that is kind of special for banners. Mm -hmm. Typically when a team wins any kind of conference championship or uh, any kind of impactful individual performances in, in, in some of the individual Olympic sports, um, that is a place where things like that are sure. hung. Um, so, you know, that's a special place to put a banner up. The banner is navy blue with orange lettering, uh, and it says uh, hashtag Hokies, Hokies for Who's. So um, that is that is huge. Definitely walk by it, too, if you have the opportunity. I yeah. walked by it today going to Castle Coliseum. It's For those who don't know what Merriman is, it's the building in between Lane Stadium and Castle Coliseum. The athletics building. Exactly. Right. So walk by it. You can't miss it. It's it's pretty powerful to see for sure. Virginia Tech football also uh, changed the color scheme and design of all of their social media platforms to support UVA. Um, again, they their, their profile picture on Twitter is the Virginia Tech logo with a navy blue background yeah. and a uh, orange uh, Virginia Tech logo on underneath it. It says hashtag Hokies for Who's. Uh, and then the banner is navy blue with orange lettering again that says Virginia strong. Um, so just powerful stuff. Um, Virginia Tech has done a really nice job of uh, making sure that the University of Virginia feels that support. Um, it, and it, there's also been some things around campus taking place. Uh, posters being signed in front of uh, Turner, uh, thanks to Red Cup VT. Posters and candles outside of uh, Burris Hall. Um, you know, I'm not going to be shocked if the basketball and football team will be wearing some form of uh, similar shirts um, that the women's basketball team did or have some kind of tribute uh, prepared and incorporated into their games this weekend. Obviously, football is at Liberty uh, on Saturday. Men's basketball will be playing on really Thursday, Friday, and then Sunday, Sunday yeah. um, no matter how they win or lose uh, in the Charleston Classic, which which we will get into. Um, the Virginia Tech football team uh, has said that they will be wearing a helmet sticker that all teams in Virginia uh, will be wearing. You know, William & Mary, Richmond, uh, Virginia Tech, all teams will be wearing this. Uh, yeah, I'll pull up the tweet right now okay. if you want just to yeah. – 
to perfectly describe it. Mike Barber, also of the Richmond Times-Dispatch, put out a tweet during the Tech Sideline podcast today that our David Cunningham also confirmed. He said around Virginia this weekend, college football teams, including JMU, ODU, Liberty, Virginia Tech, Richmond, and William & Mary, will wear a memorial decal on their helmets to honor the shooting victims at UVA. So quite a touching tribute there for sure. It is, and we'll put up a picture here in post-production, but it is uh, the state of Virginia, and then it has uh, the ribbon on it. And the the Virginia Tech Twitter account tweeted out a a picture – from Monday night that went viral. It was the top of Burris Hall with the sunset behind it, and the colors of the sunset were navy blue and orange. Now, so. now this isn't uh, official, but it seems like Liberty Football is, their athletic department anyways, is encouraging their yes, fans. That is, rather, they have that is official. Yes. Uh, but the Virginia Tech part isn't, which no. we'll get into in a second. Uh, Liberty is encouraging their fans, rather than wearing red, uh, to wear navy blue at the ball game. And then Virginia Tech, not necessarily from a university standpoint, but the Virginia Tech athletics and football community uh, is encouraging Virginia Tech fans who will be in attendance, which there will be a lot of them uh, hopefully at that yes. game uh, in Lynchburg to wear orange. So you'd have this as an effect of uh, navy blue and orange decorating the crowd uh, in Lynchburg. And Liberty, they are wearing their all navy blue uniforms. Virginia Tech, unfortunately, they don't have an orange uniform to right. wear on the road. And even if it isn't university encouraged, and especially since it's an away game, it wouldn't shock me if it isn't. But if you're going to the game in Lynchburg this weekend, I'll be there. I'll be there as a fan. I'll be calling it. Yeah, I know. You'll be high above and uh, what at the five yard line. I know they. Yeah, we got it. We we basically uh, had it. They they first said we we just don't have room for student radio, and we said well. You, you don't have a radio booth, but uh, we're not. Well, well, we, oh, oh, hey, you got a folding table. You got a folding table <laughs> and outlet, and they were like, "Sure." So after going yeah. to ODU with Jake Lyman earlier this year, there is no such thing as we don't have room for yeah, you. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. But no, we're yeah, gonna make it work. It's gonna be it's gonna be a pretty touching event too. Like if I'm gonna wear orange to the game, if you're yeah. going to the game, wear orange. I'm gonna wear an orange tie. It will be a very touching thing to see on Twitter too and across social medias to see. Williams Stadium, I had to think of the stadium name for a second. I've never been there before. It's going to be pretty touching to see half of it, or probably three-fourths of it, you know, shown out in navy blue and the other fourth of it in that orange from Virginia Tech. So to see those two colors binded together for a game like this to honor UVA would be something pretty touching to see for sure. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm glad I just thought of it. I have multiple navy blue and orange ties, and I will definitely uh, be wearing one of them on Saturday uh, to call that ball game. All right, well, let's go ahead and uh, let this soak, and we'll flip the script here. Again, uh, we're heartbroken over here in Blacksburg uh, and across the country, uh, but especially here at TSL, our condolences uh, do go out to uh, the University of Virginia, Charlottesville, the football program, everybody involved. Just uh, devastating. So we're going to flip the script here. We're going to talk Charleston Southern Classic uh, when we go ahead uh, and flip the script and talk about basketball. It's TSL Today on a Wednesday from Blacksburg. Welcome back here on TSL Today. Thanks for being with us on your Wednesday. Hi, everybody. Giovanni Heater joined alongside Carter Hill with you once again from the Corporate Research Center right here in Blacksburg, Virginia. Well, the Charleston Classic, Carter, is in action tomorrow. Virginia Tech will play outside of Castle Coliseum for the first time this year. It is a Four-day tournament with three days of actual play. No matter how it shakes out, wins, losses, whatever, Tech will have an opportunity to play basketball on Thursday, Friday, and Sunday. Everybody hoping that they'll be playing in a championship game on Sunday. Carter, how stoked are you to just see them play outside of Castle and really play some higher-level competition here? It's really exciting. You know, this is a tournament that Virginia Tech won back in 2018. They knocked off Carson Edwards and the mighty Purdue Boilermakers, a team we were talking about it with Chris Coleman after the TSL podcast. I forget if you were 
in the room. This Purdue team, that year, they went to the Elite Eight. They lost to UVA in overtime that year, and that was the year, of course, that the Cavaliers won the national championship. Virginia Tech went to the Sweet 16 that year with Justin Robinson and Nikhil Alexander-Walker and Ty Outlaw and really, really solid team overall, arguably one of the best in Virginia Tech basketball history. But this year's a little bit different. The slate is, this tournament, we were talking about it before we went on air, is typically one of the more packed ones of Thanksgiving week. And this year, it's not really in that category. It's a little weak compared to what it typically is but you still got Virginia Tech you got a really solid Colorado State team that went to the NCAA tournament last year and got upset in the first round by Michigan and you also have a Furman team who's projected to win the SoCon, a Penn State team who is projected to do some stuff in the Big Ten, maybe towards they the bottom half. Votes. They are receiving some votes in the AP Top 25. So there may be some surprises in this col- or this uh, Charleston Classic this uh, holiday season. And and with Davidson, too, can't forget about the Wildcats. They're top 50 in the net right now. So we'll see what happens for sure. And the namesake of this tournament uh, it is the Shriners Children's Charleston Classic, which is a uh, children's mm-hmm. hospital that uh, puts on this event. So even, even yeah. more impactful uh it's an espn owned event uh td arena is where they play it which is the home of uh, the college of charleston it's been played every single season since 2008 with the exception of 2020 uh due to the pandemic virginia tech won their first and only appearance in the tournament like you mentioned back in 2018 uh they took down 23rd ranked purdue uh in the title game uh purdue like we said went on to win the big 10 regular season title they earned a three seed in the ncaa tournament they took down the defending champs uh, in the round of 32 Villanova. They beat Tennessee in overtime in the Sweet 16. And again, they eventually fell in overtime to the national champions, uh, Virginia, in the Elite Eight. So that was a really big win for a really good Hokies team. Uh, in that tournament, Virginia yeah. Tech also beat Ball State and Northeastern en route to their uh, Charleston Classic crown. Uh, this year's field, one of the weaker ones, like we mentioned, not a single top 25 team participating. Typically, you get multiple yeah, top shocking, 25 really, teams. Actually. Really, yeah. Um, and then uh, Penn State and Virginia Tech, the only teams receiving votes. Penn State at the bottom with one vote. Uh, they're number 45th in the country, if you look at it like that. Uh, Virginia Tech on the other side receiving 13 votes. That puts them at 36th in the country. Uh, the bracket is as follows. Uh, Furman against Penn State. Uh, Old Dominion versus Virginia Tech. Colorado State versus South Carolina, who South Carolina we haven't even really touched on yet. Uh -uh. Davidson, too, a team that is in the top 50. Uh, Davidson versus the College of uh, Charleston. Virginia Tech is also ranked 22nd in the net ranking, which climbs them all the way from 30th where they started the season. Kind of interesting, the opportunities here. When you really break it down, which there's some people that this means a lot to, Virginia Tech has a chance at two quad one wins uh, with Colorado State being 38 in the net and Davidson being 46. Now, with that being said, uh, essentially you don't have a chance to play both. So really you only have a chance at one quad one win uh, if you match up with at least one of those teams. Uh, The quad two win chances are uh, you have three of them, Penn State, Furman, and USC. uh, That is South Carolina, uh, the real USC, some people say. U Uh, of SC. Yeah. That's what they call it during the admission process. There you go. Uh, they are all in the top 100. You have to be uh, playing a team in the top 100 and neutral uh, as far as the quad system goes. And then Charleston and ODU would be quad three and four uh, wins respectively. But still some opportunities to pick up some important wins with quad one and quad two uh, still playing a factor in this tournament. 
Yeah, absolutely. And when you look at this field, there still is always an opportunity. When you go on the road and you go to a neutral site tournament, there's an opportunity. Sure, maybe it's not as stacked as it typically is, but it's an opportunity to get better. You are going to take a step up in competition, like you said. Hokies should be ODU. I know we're going to get into the teams in just a second. They should be ODU. In the second round, though, the semifinals, if you will, or I guess the if somehow the Hokies do fall to ODU, their second game, that's going to be a test regardless. I mean, Penn State's a team in the Big Ten. We talked about Furman, and we'll talk about them a little bit later. And then on Sunday, likely you're going to be playing a Colorado State or a Davidson. This is an opportunity for Virginia Tech to get better on the road at a neutral site and continue to build their resume before their non-conference gets even tougher with the likes of Oklahoma State coming up, Minnesota coming to town, and even with North Carolina coming to town on excuse me, December 4th as well to open up ACC play. And the Tar Heels are obviously the number one team in the country. So it's a big opportunity for Virginia Tech on a lot of different fronts. And I think Mike Young and company recognize that for sure. Virginia Tech averaging 89 points per game. That is the highest of any team uh, coming into this tournament. So offensive juggernaut, and that's the exciting thing uh, about watching this basketball team play. Uh, let's let's go ahead and look at this Virginia Tech ODU matchup a little bit. Old Dominion, uh, 201st in the net ranking. Uh, so really a, a lesser quality opponent. They're averaging 71.7 points per game, shooting the ball 42% from the field compared to Virginia Tech's 55%. Uh, just Again, a lesser opponent, Tech's got to find a way to dominate. Kind of your thoughts on this matchup. Well, ODU was picked in the bottom half of the Sun Belt. They went to the NCAA tournament in 2019, but other than that year, they have not been a very good program. Maybe the Hokies will finally beat ODU in any sport this weekend. That would be nice and get back what took place in Norfolk earlier this season on the gridiron. But this is a game Virginia Tech should win. I mean, they are going to overmatch ODU. They are more talented than ODU. And like I said, it's a it's an inferior opponent in an inferior league and a team that's not expected to do much this year. So the Hokies should have no problem with the Monarchs, really. But again, you never know what's going to happen. And it's early in the season, so teams are still figuring out some kinks, but I do think the Hokies will get the job done in this one. Penn State and Furman, uh, a, a very, very interesting uh, matchup here. Kind of your thoughts. So... This is kind of a toss-up based on who we think Virginia Tech is going to play, regardless of what happens on Thursday afternoon. Let's start with Penn State because they're the Power 5 opponent. They were picked 11th in the Big Ten out of 14 teams. They are currently led by a second-year head coach, Micah Shrewsbury. This is his first-ever head coaching job. He was an assistant at Purdue beforehand and a longtime assistant with the Boston Celtics. Penn State last year was 14-17. and 17. They were 7-13 and 13 in the Big Ten. They tied for 10th overall in the league. So this is a team, too, that, like you said, they are receiving one vote in the AP Top 25. They're not expected to do much this year, but Penn State has given the Hokies some difficulties before. They played them twice in the past five years in the ACC Big Ten Challenge. The Hokies went up to State College, lost at the Bryce Jordan Center. And then on the flip side, in the COVID year, and Nick will remember this, Penn State came to Blacksburg a year that Virginia Tech was really good and absolutely rolled the Hokies in Castle Coliseum in a year that Penn State was not good at all and beat them by nearly 20 points. So this is a game that you can't take lightly if you're Virginia Tech if you face off against the Nittany Lions for sure. Also to note, like I said, Penn State was picked 11th in the Big Ten. Minnesota, who the Hokies play later this season in Castle Coliseum, was picked 12th. So okay. 
the Hokies are going to be facing two of the quote-unquote lesser teams in the Big Ten. Furman is an interesting one. We were talking about this one on the TSL podcast. We were talking about it after we went off air. Furman was picked to win the Southern Conference. They have not been to the NCAA tournament since 1980, but they lost on a half-court buzzer beater last year in the Southern Conference championship game. Right, Chattanooga beat them on a banked-in half-court shot, and Chattanooga almost beat Illinois in the first round of the NCAA tournament. So it's a really good league. This Furman team beat Louisville last year in overtime in the KFC Yum Center. But Furman and the Paladins, especially in their home state, could present some challenges for some teams across the board on both sides of the bracket. No doubt about it. And I think the other interesting matchup that and, and it should happen, uh, we'll see how it plays out. Obviously, South Carolina certainly has a chance. But if Colorado State and Davidson yeah. uh, met up in the other semifinal, that certainly could be an intriguing matchup. Yeah, it would, especially what? Colorado was 26-5 and five last year. Is that correct? 26-5? and five. Yep. They were 26-5 and five last year. They were a sixth seed in the NCAA tournament. Six seed. I That's alluded. Wild. I know. Well, in the Mount West, they were picked fourth in that league. But people sleep in that conference. People forget. The COVID year, San Diego. State was a top five team in the country. That's true. And they were considered one of the teams good enough to win the national championship. Them and Dayton, who again also comes to the Castle Coliseum this year, might I add. But yeah, I mean, this team overall, so you look at Colorado State, they're an experienced team who, like I said, 60 last year lost in the first round of the NCAA tournament. So they're going to be hungry to go out there. And this is going to be a good opportunity for them to get some quality wins. They're likely going to play Davidson at some point. And then you're, you might get your shot at a power five opponent with South Carolina and then eventually Virginia Tech and Penn State. So this is an opportunity for the Rams to put themselves on the map. Colorado State is 35th uh, in the net rankings. A quad one opportunity for the Hokies potentially. Quad one opportunity for the Hokies potentially. And uh, 35th, that is the second highest only to Virginia Tech, who again uh, is 22. Carter, I think it's a good time. We've talked a little bit about this tournament, the history of the tournament, broken down some of the teams here. Let's kind of pick this thing Ooh. out and uh, get let's some predictions rolling. Yeah, let's do it. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll let you go first. Okay. Uh, Furman and Penn State, who are you taking? I'm actually going to take the Paladins. People are sleeping on Furman. And Penn State, like I said, not projected to do much in the Big Ten. It's an opportunity for them to prove themselves. But I actually think Furman's going to knock off the Nittany Lions. All right. I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go with Penn State. Okay. I'm going to go with Penn State. It's just that there's really no rhyme or reason that power five. Uh, and, and really, I love taking the underdog most of the time. But I actually think Penn State might be the underdog uh, in this game. And uh, it's easier to recruit bigger guys, bigger, faster, stronger guys uh, at the pen at the power five level. I'm going to go Penn State there. ODU, Virginia Tech. I'm not even going to bother waiting. Yeah, Hokies I'm, take I'm it definitely going to. Pick the Hokies. Points. Also, keep in mind that Furman Penn State game is at 11:30 tomorrow. Okay, right before the Virginia Tech game. If Hokie fans want to check that out, but yeah, I'll, I'll take Tech over to you for sure. All right, Colorado State, South Carolina. This one's interesting. Uh, I'm going to go Colorado State. Colorado State. Yeah, South Carolina was picked to uh, finish towards the bottom of the SEC, and they're rebuilding a program there. So yeah, no, I'm going to go the Rams. Davidson and College of Charleston. Now th- this one. It's definitely Davidson for me, um, but I wouldn't be shocked. Home court. They're going to get rowdy for the home team, but they, I got Davidson. They definitely will. I got Davidson, too. I think the Wildcats could potentially make a run in this tournament. Like you said, and, and they'll be a quad one opportunity for all these teams. So, yeah, they're they're dangerous in the A-10 for sure. They always are. Fighting Steph Curry's. Yes. <laughs> the fighting Steph Curry's. There you go. Uh, all right. So, uh, for me, let's say my bracket ends up being Penn State uh, and Virginia Tech. I'm going Virginia Tech. Uh, I think it's a little closer than maybe it should be. I think that's the first time Tech gets a little battle-tested. William mm-hmm. & Mary gave 
gave him a little bit of trouble, you could say, but not much. I think that's the first time Tech gets a little battle-tested, maybe a little too close to comfort. Tech uh, pulls away at the end. Uh, and for you, it would be Furman, Virginia Tech. Who you got in that game? I would pick the Hokies, and people would say that's another trap game for Virginia Tech against the Paladins. But Mike Young knows how to coach in the Southern Conference. There Keep in go. mind, he spent almost 30 True. years coaching at Wofford, and he knocked off Power 5 teams with the Terriers. He beat North Carolina in the Dean Dome. He beat Georgia Tech. He beat Virginia Tech in Castle Coliseum. So there are a couple things that he did so well there. He he knows how to navigate the Southern Conference, and he knows not to overlook any of those opponents because he's been in the other seat plenty of times. So I think the Hokies will knock off Furman and advance to the championship game on Sunday. Colorado State Davidson. This is where it really gets dicey here. Uh, your thoughts? I got Davidson. They seem to okay. always perform wow. in these tournaments. And Colorado State we touched on them they're interesting but Davidson has something to prove with a new head coach and I think I think the Wildcats could potentially make a run to win this tournament but I do have them going to uh to the championship game down there in Charleston I'm gonna go Colorado State in that mm-hmm. one so for me my championship will be uh Virginia Tech versus Colorado State I just think this is a Colorado State team that's pretty darn good return a lot of starters from last year and are ready to go for probably another nice NCAA tournament appearance so for you you got Davidson Virginia Tech for me Colorado State Virginia Tech who's your champion who's who's hanging that uh raising that trophy I'll say this I'd be very surprised if Virginia Tech doesn't win this tournament. I think they will be tested in this tournament. I think it would be a massive disappointment if they don't win this tournament because they are clearly, on paper, the best team. And it's not really that close. Colorado State's close, but... I I think Colorado State and Davidson could challenge them in the championship game. And they potentially could pull off the upset. But this Virginia Tech team, I mean, look at how well they're shooting offensively. They're one of the highest... they're, They're one of the most efficient offenses in the ACC in the entire country. Well, that's the problem. At some point... You're going to have a night where the team goes cold and they shoot 20% from three and you don't have that production inside and you're like, "Mm, what do we do? We just only scored 68 points. I I got you. I thought about that. (laughs) I actually think that's going to happen in the ODU game. But I think Tech is going to overcome that. It's a day game. You're traveling yeah. for the first time in Charleston. There's not going to be a lot of people in attendance. Right. But I think the Hokies will be able to overcome the Monarchs. But, yeah, I mean, they're shooting at such a high clip. And their defense, while it needs to get better, particularly down low with Grant Basili, is good enough to win this tournament. Which we learned today. His mom actually emailed uh, the Virginia Tech PA announcer. Chris Coleman just told me. And, really? And I apologize to interrupt. No, it's good. Basili. Basili. With his, like, like a Z. Basili. That's Bazzilli. how you pronounce Grant Bazzilli's you name. You know Maddox is now Maddox? I heard that as well, yes. That's I don't know why. <laughs> it seems like because they, they were spelling Drake uh, Julius's name wrong as well, um, and I might have totally even pronounced that wrong. They were spelling it wrong for the last four years. And really? then he told them this year, like, yeah, that's not how you spell it. Like when he's a fifth year senior, <laughs> I just feel like I just feel like the guys. Uh, I don't think the players care as much as their parents do. Honestly, no, no. It no, seems like don't. Darius Maddox would Darius Maddox Maddox would have yeah. said something before now. Yeah, I was with somebody the other day, and we were listening to Zach Mackey call the game against William and Mary, and he was like, "Why is he saying Maddox?" And I said, "Well." They just changed the uh, pronunciation guy. Interesting. So it is now Darius 
Maddox, which I will admit to, that gonna, will take me some that's time That's going to take as getting well. used to. I'm definitely the first basketball game that I call is definitely going to get that confused a little yeah. bit. Darius Maddox. Maddox. Right. Maddox. There we go. Well, yeah, we, no, I, I think Virginia Tech will win the Charleston Classic for sure. Glad we uh, ended off on that one. All right, we both predict Virginia Tech to win this Charleston Classic this upcoming weekend. Championship game would be on Sunday. They will also play 2 p.m. tomorrow against Old Dominion. They'll play the winner of Furman and Penn State on Friday. Doesn't get better than that. You get three Hokies basketball games in a four-day span, and on your break on Saturday, exactly. you get to watch a football and, game. Well, I don't know if people are excited about that, but we are going into Thanksgiving break, too. That's so we true. got classes are done. I don't have any classes after tomorrow. I can go home, watch some basketball, do the same on Friday, go to Lynchburg <laughs> on Saturday. Hopefully that will be a good day for the Hokies. We'll see. And then maybe we watch the Hokies win the Charleston Classic on Sunday. So it there should be a good weekend. And NFL football on Sunday. I'll see you down in uh, Lynchburg, Carter. Yeah. Thanks so much for being with us. Enjoy your football, basketball weekend. Women's basketball is back in action on Monday, too. And it's worth noting, it's going to get a little weird here on TSL today. Not sure what the next week is going to look like. Uh, these two are still in town. Nick's producing behind the scenes. Carter, uh, those are both uh, Blacksburg natives. I'm going all the way back up to Syracuse. Whether these two come, but we don't have a producer. So uh, we're going to figure out. We might do it audio-only type stuff. Put it up on Spotify uh, and, and do it from home remotely. We all have the microphones and stuff to do that. So just stay tuned. Bear with us. We're going to get you some fantastic Virginia Tech Athletics content, especially because it's so exciting to be covering this basketball team. Nonetheless, that wraps things up today. It's TSL Today on a Wednesday from Blacksburg. Thanks, everybody.